that's I feel like that's really gonna like the sound of construction. Yeah, because we're back in the greatest city ever, New York City. Mm, I mean, compared to what? Other cities. Compared to every other city. Oh, look, they, oh, they look, like they turn stop. it off. Look, I've been to I've been to Miami, I've been to LA, I've been to Boston, I've been I've been to a lot of cities in America, and I'm gonna say New York City, still the best city. You know? No, I don't. I don't at all. Better than um, DC. Oh watch your fucking mouth. Don't you mute DC, okay? Oh, okay. What what do With you got? Gentrification. We're gonna fight about it? We can. Are we gonna fight like the two K League? <laughs> Dude, my my only question is why why was Golf Digest commenting on that. I think it's because it's like the first, it's like the first kind of, not first, but I think it's like, now that like esports and stuff no, is no, kind no, of. No, 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 You're diving into it. I just need to know, okay, <laughs> before, like you're going to dive into it. I just wanted to know why Golf Digest was commenting on it. But before we dive into that. Because right? there's somebody in the editor room who's like, guys, what if we broke news on this shit? <laughs> guys. And then everybody's like. Do it. Publish Do it. it. Publish Make sure it. you put that hyphen between the E <laughs> and, and the, the sport. sport. And then put the hyphen between the real and the sport. <laughs> All right. So before we dive deep into that, right? Welcome back to, to Good Game Do Us Part. Hello. We are back from PAX East. How was your PAX East, sir? Even though I was there with you. I mean, we were essentially recording and like running around and having like pretty fun guests. Shout out to all our guests that were on there. Um, were you... Was it nerve-wracking for you? Well, not nerve-wracking, but, like, were you, like, nervous and hesitant? I mean, they could pr- people can probably tell from our interviews that we might have been, but for you personally, did you feel like, oh, fuck, I'm actually really nervous? Um, I think uh, the first interview, actually, the first the first kind of episode we did for Paxis was with Shadosha, and at first I was like, oh, fuck, every episode I have to interview and I have to be real. And then, like, after about 20 minutes of talking, I was just like, eh. I'm just going to be as calm as possible. And then I think every other guest was kind of pretty chill. Um, and I think every other guest was like really down to just kind of like have a very casual interview-ish style. Yeah. Instead of like it being like this like upfront like, all right, hey, what's up, guys? You know, we weren't like anything of like they knew we were like trying to be interviewish, but like more casual. So they kind of kept it light and casual as well, which I really appreciated. So shout out to all our guests for that. Yeah. Uh my biggest thing, I guess we can like critique ourselves a little bit. My biggest thing is like, or was when I was going back and editing, um, I want to dive more into like the people's background. I I felt like we kept it casual enough, but we didn't. We didn't deep dive enough. Yeah, we didn't deep dive enough into people's like past or certain things that they might have commented on. But I mean, it was our first set of interviews, so I'm happy with what we got yeah. and look yeah. forward to improving. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was a good start. I think we had a really good start, and I think we're uh, we can only go up from here. That's not true. Wait, can you can you go below where you started? I mean, you can. <laughs> but technically, wouldn't where you started be rock bottom? I mean, if you, oh no, if you have like a good foundation and you have a good background, and you're starting from that foundation, you can go. You can break your foundation. Your whole foundation can get fucked up if that if that makes any sense. You guys probably hear uh, construction in the back. Yeah, that's New York. Welcome to New York City, greatest city ever. Um, but yeah, let's okay. So let's dive back into. Uh, oh, we don't. We don't want to talk about E-Hacking how the rest sports. of our our PAX East was, especially I mean, how I whack saw. parties were. <laughs> I wanted. I wanted to wait about because it's been about a week since we came back from PAX. Uh, maybe a little longer than a week, actually. Yeah, it's been a week. It, or it was the end of last week in March, so it's been a full weekend or yeah. a full week. Yeah, because we didn't record last weekend. Um, 
I wanted to get into uh, the idea, like, I wanted to just wait, like, a weekend to, like, let it simmer and see if, like, maybe we were being too harsh. No. Like, maybe we no. were being too much of jerks. No. Because our Twitter was from, like, I No, Friday's, it was trash. We were just, like, we were shitting on it. No, because that's, no, it, it hasn't, still, to this very moment, I'm like, yeah, that was shit music and just, it wasn't a shit party. It was just not a party. It wasn't a party. Like, I'm tired of I'm tired and it's not just it's not just pack seats. It's like I think it's all cons in general. Yeah. They all say like, oh, come to our after party, and then you go and it's not an after party. The if I had to guess one that does it slightly better, but like the turnouts, I guess not aren't as great is like kind of dream hack. Like it's still the whole the music is slightly better depending on who's there. Um, but they, they put more of an aspect of it's a party, not like a gathering giveaway type of thing. I don't know. The parties yeah. at PAX were just really weird. Well, they were very, some of them were very gimmicky. Like, Hey, like, um, oh my God, like come here and maybe you could win a thing. Maybe you could play against professional esports yeah. people. Whoa, no way. Yeah. Um, it was very gimmicky. I think that's what it was. I think the only party that wasn't, which we ended up not going to, even though we probably could have gone, was the Elgato party, which as usual was at Howl at the Moon, um, mm. which I don't know why Elgato really likes Howl at the Moon. It's just like a bar. And <laughs> it's funny because the, the three years of the past three years have gone. You never go. You usually go back home. I just realized that. Tori's just like, I'm what do you want me to do, up. man? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Um, yeah, that's our PAX review. The, the parties were kind of trash, music-wise. Um, yeah, I mean, the event itself was great. We got to walk around, see a bunch of people that we know. Yeah, um, that got was to awesome do some as always. Interviews and stuff, which was great. But yeah, that was that was PAX in a nutshell. Yeah. So we'll see if we're there again next year, or maybe PAX West. Who knows? I would love to go to PAX West. That'd be great. Well, let's get back into uh, e-sports, according to Golf Digest. Oh, no. Fight. <laughs> well, technically, it's not really a fight, is it? Because, like, well, we couldn't see because they cut the broadcast. Yeah. Did you see the camera guy, though? No. Dude, you gotta... Is this... Dude, you gotta watch the freaking camera, dude. That's, like... Watch, like, when after you push him, watch the camera oh, guy, look like, at right the, here. Oh, oh, no. Right here. <laughs> he like he like pushes the player and is like, no, I got yo, I gotta get this. But he's then like, it immediately cuts. He's like, I gotta get the drama. I gotta get the drama. <laughs> but it, I mean, it wasn't really it wasn't really a fight. Again, it cuts so you can't see. But from what is shown in the video, it's more like a brief scuffle because like he goes, one guy puts his hand out to shake his hand. I think his name is uh, Talon. Oh no, Hawks Talon is the name of the org. Uh, I think it was OFAB or something that one of the guys. Puts out his hand to shake it, yeah. the other guy's hand, and I guess the other guy doesn't see it or doesn't know what he's doing, so he like kind of walks past him, and then he realizes like, oh, like we didn't shake hands, but instead of saying like, yo, what's up, he immediately just pushes him, and then the other dude's like, from uh, the Hawks are like, yo, what the fuck? I'm just trying to shake your head, bro. Yeah, and then they, but and then they start yelling like, there's never a fist thrown in the video, like you don't see any actual like altercation outside of the push and then everyone's like it's a fight no it was more like a it was more like a scuffle it was more like a dude forgot to handshake somebody and then like didn't want to look like a fucking clown so he was just like he was throwing at me he was throwing at me and i think it's just great because also 
Um, and as, as I'm reading Bleacher Report's tweet where it's like opening day of a 2K league and there's already beef brewing, like you no, you can't just be like, oh, there's beef brewing. Like, oh, man, no way. Controversial. Like, all right, relax. This has happened before in esports. Guys have like yelled at each other and shoved each other at like Halo because, Invitationals. That's and, because like, people don't watch Halo Gears in like FGC. Like that's those true. are the only. I won't say they're the only ones that you see it, but you're more likely to see aggression. Yeah, I in mean, that we, personality. we talked about it in FGC. People roast the shit at each other. Yeah, like come at people in very critique way, in very like precise ways too. Like they never like take it off topic. They they cut through what yeah. they want to. I will say in regards to this, I don't. Okay. I don't mind it being somewhat physical as like only with the push. Like I'm glad that no one was hurt. Mm-hmm. There was no punches thrown, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with the, the shove that occurred because it's kind of like, it shows personality. You disrespecting someone by already not shaking their hand. So it's like, even though the guy whose hands didn't get shook, who avoided the handshake was the one initiating the push. <laughs> yeah. That was really weird. But like you see it in soccer where like, I think it was Patrice Evra, he, like, he didn't want to shake someone's hand or someone didn't want to shake his hand. And he literally grabbed the guy's hand and was like, no, you're going to shake my fucking hand. <laughs> and, like, that had an altercation. But I'm like, this I don't, like, again, it depends on the situation, you know. You sh- And, again, people are going to be like, oh, you shouldn't put your hands on other people. When you're this passionate and you're, like, you have, like, rivalries and things like this, stuff like this can occur. Like, I'm not going to say it's not preventable, but things like this can occur. No, I, I think, I think, I think the, um, like, healthy quote-unquote beef is is healthy i think it's very i think it's necessary and it's especially if you're trying to create a like if you're trying to create a brand i think you need like a a little spice i think you need something to keep people hooked like yes because it creates the personality for the the not only the players but orgs i mean it's like it's like it's like quote-unquote real slash sports or (laughs) real dashboards that was um those hyphens man hyphens it's the same token where it's like, yo, fucking that dude said that, whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, shit. I really hope they come and prove it. They've been trash talking to each other. Oh, they're going to prove it on the field. And it's like, that's the yeah. same thing here. It's like, oh, shit. Like, he, he's, he said some shit, blah, blah, blah. He shoved him, whatever. Okay. Like, they're really going to, like, solve their, like, squash it, like, in game. Yeah. Um, well, well. so apparently with three three of the players were reprimanded. Um, I somebody think, got suspended, right? I think two players... One player got uh, a suspension for one game and fi- fined for five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, another player got one game suspension. I think the per- uh, the player that got the one game was yeah. suspension was from uh, the Hawks. So and then uh, Mellow East, who is on uh, Celtics crossover, he got fined five hundred dollars for kind of like instigating. But he yeah. also put out a um, an apology on Twitter saying like. Um, Hey, I'm sorry for what I did. I shouldn't have escalated the situation. There's other ways that it could have been handled. I was just looking out for the, like having my teammates back, but I realized that like I should have, you know, handled it differently and all this other stuff. But I'm like, first of all, that's your teammate. You should have his back. Yeah. Like if someone's about to throw hands at your teammate, you should be one of the first people to step up. Whether your teammate can defend himself or not, you should be able to step up and be like, "Yo, time out. Like this is my teammate. Like you're not yeah. about to just like you. You have to learn to def- you have to because." If you also want to, because you're not like a, if you want to be more than just a bunch of guys who are just kit bashed together, you have to like form this bond and you have to be able to like, and step up and be like, yo, don't fuck with my teammate. Don't do any, like, you know, I don't think he did anything necessarily wrong with that. Um, 
Oh, you brought up the fucking the 2K League contract. Which, why do they have the 76ers colors? What are you talking about? Oh, for their thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically it's the NBA logo colors, but I mean, they right. don't have the player in the middle to separate the white. It's white lines creating yeah, a basketball yeah, yeah. image. Um, but yeah, so I this happened, what, last night or something? So I wasn't familiar with, I'm not familiar with all the players from 2K, right. so that's why I didn't know their names. Sorry about that, guys. But it appears that it was uh, OFAB, that that boy shots. Yeah. And I'm familiar with um, Mel East, or I think he used to go by Mellow East, but that's because I met him at PAX East like two years ago. Um, and this is when the 2K League was, I think it was still in his first year, and we got to hang out with him at the Celtics game, um, meet some of the, the owners from the team and all this other stuff. But yeah, like he got fined, put out his apology. But I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, again, if they if there wasn't anything physical that occurred, I wouldn't have minded. If there was still like you know trash talk or like you, they were just getting each other's face, I wouldn't have minded. I think the biggest thing is that um, he did put shove him, which a shove in my opinion is not that bad. But it but but the fact that it, because it was physical and it can lead to other things, that's where I gotta like be like okay he he did draw the line because he touched him. Um, but again, if you're not going to shake someone's hand and then you initiate the shove, I think that's backwards. That is a little weird. That's backwards aggression. Like, yeah, that is weird. It's like, it's like, how dare you not? How dare you? Uh, not touch my hand. How dare you not touch my hand? Yeah, because like when you again when you see it, he the guy who has hand extended when he gets shoved, he's like, did he really just push me? <laughs> and then it turns into like the whole. Like, <laughs> All right, yeah, we gotta we gotta throw hands, but again, you don't see them throw hands because the camera cuts. Because the camera cuts, because they're so, um, they're so like, oh god, we can't we can't show that shit. Like everyone's so like. Meanwhile, the NBA showed malice at the palace when freaking Ron Artest is going crazy throwing chairs. That's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, we gotta protect like the the NBA 2K league. It's like, what about the NBA where you have (laughs) kids watching like players wreck fans like. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like we're trying to like be so PC in esports at times that it's just like it's like show them, fucking show them, let them let them have it have at it. Guess what? It's not gonna go anywhere. Like somebody somebody was it'll like, eventually get broken up and then you can cut and then you, you do that for every single. Even in hockey, it's like yo, we gotta show. You them. let people throw hands in hockey. The funny the funny funny thing someone said on uh Twitter was like, yo, they like act like they're gonna fight. All these players got like gyms at their team houses, but none of them use it. So oh. it doesn't even matter. And I was like, it's got to, it's right to some extent, that's, but that's that's problematic. But just because you work out doesn't mean you can fight. I think that's the thing that people get. Oh no, absolutely. I think like, I think it's like, I you ever seen a dude who like just goes to the gym strictly fight? You know what he does, right? Upper body. He just goes for a tackle. No, that's me, dude. I'm getting you to the ground, and then we're gonna fight. Like, no, not... they—that's what they always do. They go for the tackle, and then they just like they throw like half-hearted like punches and shit, and like, like they just like essentially oh, slapping somebody. See, my thing is because I have a fear of getting knocked out. I want to get a person to the ground and then try to choke them out because like I just don't want to get knocked out. <laughs> it's really, it's really weird, but it's like I just don't want to get knocked out. True, like, you know that's like the point of a fight, right? To not get knocked out. No, I, thought, I thought the point... You said to not get knocked out? Yeah. Well, I thought the point of a fight was to prove your point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, if, if, if I hit you hard enough and you lose or like you fall over, then it's over, I win. But I just don't want to be the guy that get hit 
it and goes then to falls sleep. over and loses. Well, no, not just like if you hit me and I fall, I'm getting back up. I don't want to get hit and now I'm sleep and I have no idea what's going on around me. <laughs> Fuck that. You're not. That's a fear in my life. I do not want to get knocked. <laughs> um, something we need to cover, though, from last week. Yeah. Yeah, that we didn't cover at a PAX East episode is a uh, Apple Arcadia or Apple Arcade. Why do I just mixed Google Stadia with Apple Arcade, and that's really... F- yeah, I, I, I'm just well, going to let weird. it be. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but pretty much, Apple Arcade is Apple's releasing indie mobile games um, through a subscription-based platform. My biggest issue with it is, how can you be indie if you're backed by uh, Apple? I think you can. How? I think it's like... Apple's essentially the publisher. Like, you can't, like... Yeah, but Apple isn't doing the work. They're That's just kind of like giving you a little bit of like... No, they're giving you a lot of money. Well, they're giving you a road. They're giving you a road to go down. But you're not... It's not like... It's not like Apple's like, all right, we're, we developed this whole game. We did this thing. But like, we just gave you the road for it. We gave you like a platform to be on. You still... This, the indie company still like did the majority of the work. Like not even the majority. They did all the work for it. So, and then Apple was just like, all right, here you go. It's like, it's, it's like Steam. It's like you could still have an indie game on Steam. And Steam is this big company. Valve is a big company. And it's just like, hey, um, all right, we didn't do any of the fucking work. So, but like, hey, you could put it on Steam and people can fucking download it and you can make money. Congrats. See, I looked at it in the way that uh, Joe Budden looked at the music thing with uh, Chance when he partnered with Apple. Yeah. Um, because I look at Apple as a, a large, uh, you know, platform when it comes to distributing and publishing music, right? So if, let's say, one of our big AAA, EA, um, Zenimax, or Ubisoft, what if one of the publishers were like, we want to take a smaller company, but instead of bringing them under our umbrella, we want to publish their game. You really wouldn't call that game indie. And I feel like Apple is at that stature of just a major like distributor of, of content that like, I guess you could still be an indie. I just, I don't know. It's hard to call I, it an indie I mean, game when it's of, backed by such a think large... Think about it this way. Think about, um, there are like a bunch of like, um, I need to... Because how There I'm are a bunch of it, games already on the Apple like market. Yeah. There's a bunch of games and they were considered indie games. They're, they're considered indie games on PC, on whatever, on Xbox, on PS4, whatever, and you download them and you play them. But then they make their way to like the iPhone or the iPad. Does that make them no longer an indie game? Are they still an indie game? I, Are you like, oh, now it's, it's a big game because it's on Apple because no, it's no, on no. Xbox? It's not. It's not because it's on an Apple platform. I think it's because Apple is providing funding for it. Mm. That's where I'm like. That's where I look I think, at it. It's where it's when Apple is providing you funding. It's hard to say that you're indie because you're being backed by a machine. It's not like you're. It's not like. It's not like if we were making a game and we went to David and was like, David, we want to put this on Raw Fury, we, or we want Raw Fury to help us publish this game. Can you help us do it? Like Raw Fury is smaller compared to Apple versus where Apple is like, we have all these algorithms, we have all this money, we're gonna put this shit together, boom, and then it's gonna sell. True. The, stu- the studio can still be indie, but I feel like that whatever game that is being published by that studio, or excuse me, developed by that studio but published by Apple cannot be considered indie because it's been literally being pushed by a marketing machine, if that makes sense. I, I understand where I, you're coming from. And as I well. can see where you're coming from. 
But so, so do we agree to disagree? We agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. I mean, what do you guys think? Let us know. Because I, I, I personally think that it could still be an indie game, even though it's backed by Apple. And you know where they can let us know? At Till GG Do Us Part on Twitter. Hey, that was a plug. Hey, and we have a Facebook page now. I just made that like yesterday. I know you made me moderator, editor, administrator, something. I'm something on that on the Facebook page. Well, you can find us on Facebook as well at Till GG Do Us Part because consistency is key when it comes to your branding. Yeah. All right, listen. I think I got that from a book or something. How high am I up? Can I jump out the window now? No, you might like. You might like crack an ankle or break an ankle. Or <laughs> Just crack an ankle. Yeah. Um, so on from Apple and them trying to be a big publisher indie. Why are people so aggressive with horns in New York? Like, isn't it illegal to blow your horn in New York? Is it? I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like against I, the law. I don't know because I don't have a car. Who has a car in New York City? You have a car. You just don't it, navigate it. it it's in like storage in like a different part of New York. That's why. Wow. Weird flex. But, um okay <laughs> so let's get into a, a little bit of call of duty talk which this entire topic i have no idea about actually so you're gonna have to walk me through this one let me walk you through it from what the best that i know real I'll quick the article as well real quick guys um uh troy just did the the weirdest like stretch for it he just like twisted his arms and he was like what's well, that what's go. that like weird dance that everyone whoa that thingy I don't know what it's Oh, called. yeah. It's on like Twitter and it's, and it's like, it took me months to master it. And then they, they, they walk away from their iPhone and then just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Go anyway, for it. Anyway. So apparently Red Reserve, which is a um, team or an org that's in the Call of Duty World League at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've been having a lot of turmoil and apparently their owners were like, yo, y'all got to get out the house. So they have a team house in Vegas. And apparently, so like two teams, so, or excuse me, two of the players were like, went to um, free agency. Then apparently they had beef. Like they just were like not in agreement with each other. I don't know. If, I don't know if they had, that had anything to do with them parting ways from the organization or if it was the other behind the scenes stuff that ended up leading to them, you know, becoming free agency. And then they just had whatever their differences was on the team. But yeah, the, the Red Reserve like owner was just like, yo, I got to leave the house. <laughs> And they're like, what do you mean we have to leave the house? Like, yeah, we can't afford to pay for the house. You guys got to get out. And they're like, do you guys not realize, like, one, we have a bunch of equipment in here. Like, what do you want us to do with it? And some of this probably might be mine. So where am I supposed to put my stuff? But apparently the owners also owed each of the players and some of the staff, some of the staff, but each of the players, um, nearly $40,000 from, like, prize money. (laughs) So, like. Not only do you owe me money, but you're also asking me to leave the place that I'm staying at because you can't afford to pay it. That is so problematic. And apparently it was um before before like all this occurred, there had been staff that had been leaving um the organization just because like either they weren't getting paid or like, you know, just shady stuff was going on and they're like, "Nah, fuck that. I'm peacing out." Didn't we have a I feel like we had a conversation, it might have been off ca- uh off the podcast about a team that like they he they like couldn't provide for somebody it wasn't like a player it was for like somebody on staff to work in to like just live in the player house and then like randomly they were like oh you're fired i think we did have this off a talk, this talk off air but i think it was in regards to something else i think we were talking about it in the car when we were in boston but yeah, i think yeah. it was something completely no but it wasn't about this it was like it was like kind of a similar circumstance where they were like 
not similar circumstances where like there was like controversial stuff. It was just like, hey, you work and you live in this house. And then suddenly it was like, hey, you need to move out the house because we can't afford to pay you and we can't afford to pay this house. Yeah. Which again, I think is something that's happening a lot more frequently because I think all these, all this time of all this money that you're putting into these teams and stuff like that and all these, all this stuff and being like, hey, we're going to provide this entire experience for you. So you don't really got to worry about anything is bleeding people dry. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. And I think it goes back to the idea of you saying like team houses shouldn't be a thing. And it, I don't think I, at this point, I don't think it should. I think you should have separate facilities. And I think also if you're going to put all this money for them to live in one house together, just give them a salary so that they can just buy an apartment or live in an apartment. Yeah. Just be like, hey, listen, it needs to be within a 30 mile radius of blah, blah, blah. Like you need to still come to practice at the facility and stuff like that. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Gen G, uh, like, and I think it's wild. Genji does that. Genji has like they just bought a whole apartment complex. That's what, that's and then, what they should do. And then they were just like, "Go live here. Yeah, you can come. You come to the Genji building. Like all their teams, their their PUBG team, their Overwatch League team, which is just Soul Dynasty. Like all yeah. those teams just travel. They just like cop an Uber or whatever, and they come to the facility and they do the training, and then they go home. Yeah. Um, I think I think either the the only issue with orgs kind of owning owning like an apartment building in a sense is the fact that again, if something were to happen or if there's something shady going on with that org and they'd be like, okay, well we can't afford to pay. I mean, it wouldn't necessarily affect the people that are living there. Like it'll probably just get sold off and then it'll be like, okay, you guys pay these people now, not us. Right. I think org should talk to, um, apartment or some type of housing, uh, organization and see, Hey, we have back in fucking New York. (laughs) Um, see, we have all this backing from, you know, you know, Dan Gilbert, Robert Kraft, like all these big names and people with money say, Hey, is it possible for us to cut some type of deal for our players? If they live here, they pay this amount in rent. Um, or they, you know, part of their salary goes to you guys as covering their rent. So that way, if something were to happen with the org, the player is not necessarily forced to move out because out of a team house because and then not have somewhere to go yeah and i think also if they um it could be the also like hey let's just say they get cut from the team or they don't want to play anymore and they end up being like full-time streamers or something like that they can still have an income and they could still like they could maybe talk to the apartment complex be hey listen i don't play for this team anymore like do you want to raise my rent do you want to do you want to like whatever like i can still try to pay it and blah blah blah. and if it doesn't work you work out you get evicted on your own stead you don't get evicted because somebody can't pay you one way and i think that's the biggest thing is that you have all these. You have these esports organizations asking like eighteen, nineteen year olds to be like, "Hey, I want you to be an adult and like move out of your house, come be a professional player, do this, blah blah blah." Um, but also, we're fronting everything and we're doing everything for you. Like, if you're gonna, the biggest problem is that with esports is, and I think this is, a, it's just treating your players like adults. Yeah. Don't treat them like kids that you're babysitting. You're asking them to be professional players, deal with stress constantly, deal with interacting with fans that could be very ravenous or could be very crazy and, like, problematic to you, um, asking them not to get into controversies, but also, like, babying them when it comes to certain things. Let them be kind of adults. Let them handle taxes. Let them handle paying bills. Let them handle, like, food shopping. Like, I get that it's like, oh, I want my player to be focused only on gaming. But when you force somebody to focus only on gaming, they're going to fuck up everything else. And then you're going to eventually be like, oh, we can't have you here. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know how we don't know how you're gonna fend outside of this, but you can't be here anymore. And it's like good luck. And it's like, and I think that's something that Rob made a good point on when he was talking. He's like, he doesn't he's signing kids. He and he understands like these 
our kids, like they're not people that have experienced, they might not have necessarily experienced the world. So in a sense, he doesn't want to just like throw, like, you know, bring them in, baby them and throw them out to the wolves. Like you're literally, you're literally taking people's life. It's almost like, I want to, I won't say prison, but you're, you're literally taking someone while they're still developing as a person and a human and an understanding of the world. And then being like, no, don't worry about this. I'll take care of it. And then when they're 24, 25 and they can't play or they just had too much stuff going on from bouncing from org to org, they're now stuck in a situation where it's like, I don't know how to do any of this. Yeah. I don't have people skills. I don't have, uh, you know, any type of skill outside of the gaming thing. Some people get lucky and they get, uh, you know, gigs at game studios or just... You yeah, know, I mean, there are like some, that, like, but... some people get, like, um, a lot of the Overwatch League players that ended up retiring or, like, and be like, I can't play professional anymore, I can't do this. They end up becoming, like, full-time streamers and they stream under that, um, that team's brand. Yeah. Which is, like, it's, it's, you know, a lot of these teams be like, hey, listen, I know you're not going to be a player anymore. Or we underuse, underutilize you, like they did with, uh, Mendo for the Houston Outlaws, but he's like, how about you just, like, stream under our name for Outlaws and then just, like, you'll still get like a payment and you still have your streaming stuff, but like you're a little bit more independent, but you have some backing from us and you could be that. And I think that's great. I think, and I think we should start doing that more for regular esports players, for professional players. Like let them be adults or let them grow up or show them the way how to grow up. Don't just be like, we're going to do everything for you. And then just like, when we're done with you, kick you out. Cause that's what happens. And I think think that's a, that's a really fucked up situation for that to happen um, for red reserve. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is like, no one's going to really say anything. They're just going to get new players. They're going to put them in that. Uh, and that's it. Like, <laughs> well, it seems to, it seems to be a bit more like it actually seems a lot to the point where the team may be the, or the, where it's going to come down to where the org is disbanded. If it hasn't already, I didn't really follow up outside of that story. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Um, but with that, with that <clears throat> team, that essentially almost on the verge of disbanding that put phase in a position to where they could potentially buy themselves back into um, the Call of Duty World League. I think it was like $50,000 that they were asking for their spot. Um, for me, it, when I was reading through that, it was really weird to see FaZe like... Not weird to see them want to get back into Call of Duty, but not seeing them as an org that is literally... That started from the ground up of Call of Duty to not already be in that World League. Um, How I many other it, teams does FaZe have right now? For you mean across all their esports? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm assuming they have their Call of Duty team is on like a reserve or playing like more grassroots stuff. They have e um excuse me, um, PUBG. Yeah. Why am I guessing? Let's just pull it up. Um yeah, because I just feel like I feel like it, it, they I honestly feel like maybe it's because they were just focusing on other venues. Say it. They were focusing on their clothing brand. Yes, I was gonna say they were like maybe like because uh, I know they're like um, they have a Counter Strike team, they have a PUBG team, um, and they fucking have a fucking clothing. <laughs> Stop! I didn't even know they did a fucking. They're doing a collaboration with um, with uh, with Champion. Why is Champion so on that? By the way, because Champion is hype beast now and. <sighs> Because I remember, because no, no, disres- no disrespect to the people that I love who work at Phase, but Phase is literally hype beast fuckboys. I'm, I'm not sorry to say it, but that's essentially the perception that they give off. Not saying they don't hustle, they haven't, you know, been out here grinding, but it's essentially we're a big ass party. 
Champion is literally trying to, I won't say regrow its band, but they're they're stepping back into the mainstream. And again, they... Oh yeah, like Champion, Starter, I feel like they're all kind of like doing that. So they have a Fortnite team, which is, I wouldn't necessarily a team, it's more like we sign streamers who play Fortnite and are really good and they play in skirmishes <coughs> for us. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a Counter-Strike team, Call of Duty, FIFA players, Rainbow Six, and PUBG Battlegrounds. Or... PUBG. Why did I say PUBG Battlegrounds? But yeah. Oh my god, I'm looking at the fucking phase members and I'm like, no! The only thing that bothers me is like... The long line curved shirts and the fitted, and the fitted, um... Yeah. Joggers? I don't, yeah, I don't, I I don't want to knock them for being so into fashion. It just feels like... And I don't want to do, do like this whole phase clan deep dive, but it really feels like they're one of the brands where it's like... I don't... I don't know... Because there's so much, it's their whole org is based around just being super, super popular and just having a good time and partying. <clears throat> I don't know if like there's stuff. I don't want to say it's not quality, but like it's not like a hundred thieves where it's like I want to provide the best. I guess I don't know. I can't. I can't say too much about like co- it. quality of clothing. Yeah, because they do so many well, collabs, so it's I like say maybe, it's easy to get. I was saying maybe that's because that's why they do collabs because they want their shit to be higher tier. That's why they're like, yo, champion, come here. I know you got good shit. I remember you in the 90s. Your shit was mad comfy. Let's do some clothing. I think they make up for the fact that they are, there's a chance that their shit might not be as quality by doing these collabs with people. But the thing is, is like even if it's trash quality, people are going to buy it because it's FaZe Clan. Well, yeah. Did you probably. See, did you see like their crayon t-shirt thing that they did? Yeah. Like, come on. Let's call a spade a fucking spade. Those were not cool. They were not dope. And even Hypebeast should come out and say, yo, those those weren't it. Those were not it. The same Chief. Chief. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's <clears throat> just that was my quick phase like take. I don't I only know one person from that org and that dude's really dope, so I don't want to like offend him or anybody who is around him and like it, for me it's just like what what the perception that phase gives me and what they stand off or what, what their perception uh to me looks like, I just don't I'm not in agreement with it. But I could see <clears throat> why people are attracted to the org. Mm. Plain and simple. Did you make yourself tea, by the way? I did, but to be honest, the only reason I made myself tea is because I wanted water, but there was no, like, faucet or anything. <laughs> there was literally only a thing for hot water, so I was like, I still want water, so fuck it. <laughs> All right, so what's, what do we got next? on? I feel like I know what we got next on the docket, and I know it's going to trigger me a little bit. There but it why, is. But why did it trigger you? I'm so goddamn tired of every fucking social media thing trying to get involved in gaming. I'm, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Well, that's because they see, they now see that gaming has social aspects and it's not, hey, you're sitting in a room or a basement by yourself just playing or like you're some weirdo that's online. Well, there are still weirdos who are yelling profanities at each other through mics and whatnot, but. Oh, you mean us right now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's uh, Snapchat is entering the gaming market. So so pretty much it's the parent company. It's a, It says parent company, but it's essentially Snapchat. I mean, what else does Snap Inc. have? I don't, well, apparently gaming bullshit now. <laughs> well, the game's still going to be through Snapchat. Like, apparently there's going to be this one game called Bitmoji. I have no idea what that's supposed to like. I mean, Bitmojis are just like... 
Do you know what Bitmoji? Okay, so do you remember? They're the little annoying avatars that people have. Exactly. That expose your location, which I think people should really turn off because that's just really stupid. Yeah. Well, it people already don't like sending their locations to each other on. Uh, that drives Apple. me fucking bonkers. By the way. So, so my it, thing is, is like, <laughs> if you don't want to send it on Apple, why would you want to send? people to know where you are on snapchat it's the same fucking thing i mean it also drives me bonkers whenever some when a friend's like yo come through to blah 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 and like it's like oh cool 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 yeah cool where do i go and they're just like they send you an address and you gotta wander around like an asshole for an hour and it's just like just i mean your fucking location of when you're in the club wait so you're in agreement with people should send location or they shouldn't i think they should send locations okay I don't. Agree. I don't think they should have it like publicly, like on Snapchat, where yeah. it's like you just swipe up and open up a map, and suddenly it's like, "Hey, I know where this uh, this person is," because that's that's wild problematic. But so, aside from you, just probably not you not being a fan of Snapchat. What are, what is your in, what is your insight on all these social medias wanting to be a part of gaming? Because I feel like I feel like Facebook, they're they're being aggressive, but it's sort of subtle. To some extent, like they're just like, oh, we're gonna add a gaming tab, but it's like, we know what the fuck this is about. Facebook, just come out and just. I mean, you already have you already have signed streamers just exclusively for Facebook. Yeah. I mean, is Snapchat trying to get exclusive streamers for Snapchat, or like, what's it trying to do? Oh like, my! If people start streaming Snapchat games, I swear to God, I don't know. I might uninstall my entire laptop. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, also like you're signing. When is Instagram going to get in on that? Well, Instagram is owned by Facebook, so technically they're already they're already in it. If you they're yeah. in it, but like you don't do you need to implement gaming to Instagram because Instagram is its own. Do you think they will though? It's, it's yeah, it's it's a very like it's like they really they could they very much could. I think they will, but it won't be in the sense of at it, it won't be like the same as what Snapchat is doing, where it's adding games to its platform. I think it'll be more of a visual thing on Instagram because that's what Instagram is about. So I think you'll see like more spot, like more gaming related sponsors pop up. Um, your explore page might start having more gaming related stuff in it. I just read that it's. I think they want to partner with Zynga. Didn't Zynga do? Uh, they did Facebook games. Didn't they do like farming simulator? Not farming simulator. Farmville. Farmville. They and did. I think the- they did um, Mafia Wars. Like all the fun games that were back. Super fun when you're like in middle school. That like wild 60 year olds are still playing. Yeah, because that shit was time consuming where it's like, oh, you ran out of energy. Wait four days and then come back. And it's like, all right, cool. I'll wait these four days. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll, I'll be right here. Can you imagine that though? If like Snapchat is like, hey, play this game. Oh, you've done this. Boom. Here's an ad. Watch this ad for like more energy or something. You know, that's going to happen. It, that's that's literally all this is, is to push more ads. Yeah. And again, that's and why that's why I think money. that's why I think Facebook will do it with Instagram, but not to the point where it's going to add games. It's just going to push more ads to your face mm-hmm. because you're already scrolling, you're already double tapping. It'll just be gaming shit, just yeah, more no, ad. Yeah, so that's essentially just, what Instagram is. It's yeah. Just ad for stuff instead of getting more ads for Riot Society. I see you. You guys are always advertising on my shit. I'm really tired of seeing uh, King Botch's face on my fucking Twitter. <laughs> With his fucking Postmates pizza shit. Every time, it's like, I'm like, show me this less. And it shows me every time I open the fucking app. Show me this less. You mean show it to you more? I'm like, bro, I don't even use Postmates. Literally, all these like delivery services and things are trash in DC. You, you're either out of range or when you really want it and it's like 11 o'clock at night or even like 10 o'clock. It's like, oh, we're closed. 
Yeah. Um, don't have that problem in New York City. That's what's the greatest city. Okay. <laughs> Let me go. Let's go back. But closing thoughts on uh, Snapchat getting into the gaming market space. It's uh, stupid. You against it? It's stupid. It's it's use Snapchat to send your pics to your girlfriend or your boyfriend. That's not, that's and... not what you were going to say at first. I saw it in your face. No, you, I was... you were literally about to say use Snapchat to send your nudes and just be done. Actually, yeah, use Snapchat to send your nudes and your and your provocative flirty ass snaps to whoever so you can like have a good night. That's it. What? Whoa. <laughs> okay, so Snapchat's so, on to us. Let's uh, have a quick moment that I accidentally hit the button on my Siri, and it said, "I said," and it picked up me saying "provocative," and it said, "Did you accidentally summon me?" Wow, drinking some tea over here. Um, I but mean, the tea's on your phone right it's now. It's just, it's, it's just honestly, it's just have use your Snapchat just to interact with your friends and shit. You don't need gaming. Yeah. You have so many other outlets for gaming. You have an entire iPhone that you could play games that are indie and not. Yeah, but you gotta sign up for a subscription. <laughs> Dude, if okay, they're probably gonna end up adding some subscription thing too. Think about it. That's what Apple's about to do with theirs. Well, no, because they don't need to do it because they'll be pushing so many ads. So never mind. I take that back. Yeah, I already fall into like the Snapchat trap of like giving them money through ads because I just literally go to it for like brief news. Like literally the only news that I'll watch on Snapchat is ESPN and complex, hmm. even though complex should really just do video format and stop making me read. And then it repeats and loops and then does the whole animation. And I have to like, uh, I, I occasionally read vice on Snapchat. Oh yeah. I, yeah. So ESPN vice and, um, complex complex. Mm. On occasion, I might accidentally hit Daily Mail and just be like, oh, what the fuck did I just click? And then I'll be like, oh, it's about the Kardashians. Let me close this. Didn't mean to click that. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. They don't, Snapchat really doesn't need to get into gaming or say that they're moving into a gaming market. They could have literally done it and just not have said anything. Yeah. But we all know this is literally just for ads. Yeah. They're just going to make a bunch of money from ads. Speaking of Kardashians, whoever put out that uh, Kim Kardashian was training to be a lawyer, just say she's going to law school. I was listening to something about that on the way over Weird here. Weird side tangent. Anyways, uh, what do we got next? Oh. We got... Ooh, I'm excited to talk about this one. People... Okay. I don't even know how to start this. So... So people are very uh, bothered that Borderlands 3 will be an exclusive game to Epic's game store for six months. I'm in agreement with these people that are angry and the ones that are uh, doing review bombs on Steam. And that guy who's beeping his one outside. <laughs> and here's why. What is currently happening with Steam and the Epic Store is the exact same thing that we literally just saw that happened with Tidal, Spotify, and Apple. You have exclusives for a brief amount of time that's going to drive traffic to your platform. Those numbers are going to be fake because it's not real. It's real numbers, but it's, it's not. It's people going it's to ideal. this because yeah. they're forced to go to this. So you're, you're you're taking into account, oh, I'm only having this trial for 30 or three months, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're, increased, you're having a, a brief spurt of increased numbers. You're going to use that to sell more ads, more, more uh, data, you know, the data that you're getting. Push that out. And that's essentially the same thing that's going to happen with Steam and Epic Store. Epic is literally going to have people 
being driven to their store by exclusives mm. for six months so that they can say, oh, we were, you know, Borderlands sold the most copies ever on a digital store, but it's literally only Epic who yeah. has it. Because you're literally driving people away from Steam. You're essentially creating a monopoly. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that streaming platforms had with music. Like when Chance released his album, uh, Beyonce released their, her album, and Kanye released his album. Like It was the things that you're, you're driving people to that platform, and everyone else is missing out for this time, but they're losing money because no one's on those platforms. And that's going to be the problem when, when all these companies realize, like, yo, we're not making fucking money by doing this exclusive shit. All right, we got to have some type of truce. Like, you guys, we can't do yeah. this. Because we're, you're going to lose money over time. Yeah. And because right now it's only Steam and Epic Store, like, I don't think people are really shopping on Discord. But yeah. if, imagine if Discord comes in and is like... Well, again, Discord now is starting to drop exclusive Discord games. But most of those are like indies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But imagine, imagine uh, what's a what's a big release coming out soon? Imagine if Discord was like, "Yo, we got this Elder Scrolls Six exclusive for eight months." People well, are gonna flock to Discord. Well, it's the idea of that. It's the idea of that. Like people, are, what's gonna happen is if this actually ends up going through, is that people are going to all the people that want that want Borderlands Three really badly are gonna buy it. Yeah, obviously they're all gonna buy it. They're all gonna cop it. Um, but but you also Epic gotta, Games is gonna be like shit. Is it Epic? Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be like shit. We made all this money. Give uh give after we made all this money. Fuck yeah. We like did it. Did it. Did it. And then but they're not gonna see any consistent income after about two months. All yeah. those people that have bought it already bought it. That's it. The, the thing the thing that's kind of misleading with it as well is the fact that some people don't want to use Epic. It's some people have preferences. Some people hate Steam. Some people are gonna hate the Epic Store. Right. Everyone hates Origin. Everyone hates Origin, but the thing is, is when there's a game on there, the thing that's going to drive people most is they don't want to have spoilers. They don't want to miss out on what's trending right now. Yeah. So, of course, people are going to go to Epic and buy the game. But like yeah. you said, it's not going to provide consistent, like, after information two, for Yeah, them. after two months, everyone's going to be like, oh, I played Borderlands, it was cool, blah, 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 moving on. And then, like, and then that's it. And then, and then, like, finally, like, six months later, someone's going to come down the road and be like, oh, shit, I could, I forgot about Borderlands. Shit, it's on Steam now. Let me cop it. And then they're going to be like, oh, cool, we got more money again. And it's going to be like, all right, a month's passed. Everyone who got it now, that's it. Like, you're not going to have consistency, people consistently buying your game. And I think, is that going to be the same thing for DLC? And then what's going to happen? All those people who bought the game on third party sellers, like Steam or something like that, are they going to, like, now have to miss out because they didn't buy it on on uh the epic game on the epic store or is it going to be like now guess what you don't get to play our the dlc for another month i know it says it comes out may whatever but guess what you don't get to play till june yeah and it's gonna be like i want to fucking wait i'm not gonna put more money into this game if you're making me wait i already bought the base game i already beat it goodbye yeah i mean the thing with with uh borderlands is it's a loot shooter so like you can spend countless hours in it my thing that with again with the exclusive stuff is that it's going to lead to misleading information. Mm. When they go back and look at the sales of Borderlands or for these platforms, they're going to be like, oh, Borderlands sold this amount on uh, Epic Store compared to Steam. It's like, but they're not going to mention the fact that it was exclusive. Yeah, it was exclusive and Epic had six month head start compared to Steam. It's going to be a lie and it's going to be like this idea of like, oh, you see, the Epic Game Store is a good idea, guys. Yeah, and it's like no, it's not. But it's and it's not the fact that it, it might not be a good idea. It's the fact that people only read headlines. Yeah, we're only reading the headlines. 
And when you do that, people are only going to see that and say, well, Epic must be better than Steam because it sold more copies on this platform. Yeah. Now you're gonna now Steam is gonna be the ones trying to figure out, okay, where now where now can we get exclusives? Yeah, because this is obviously what people want. This is what they want to see. It, it essentially becomes a turf war. Yeah, but again, people are gonna lose money. So I feel like right now, like if 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 Borderlands Three is gonna remain an exclusive, let this be the last one. Yeah. Like this is force. Literally, it just happened with the music industry. You're gonna lose money. No one's gonna win. And you're going to have to find some middle ground where it's like, we cannot keep doing this because we just don't want to lose money. And you're essentially monopolizing, you know, the digital market space for gaming. Yeah, I mean, it's the idea. I, I think the middle ground will eventually be like, it'll be like what PS4 and Xbox does, where it's like, we're all releasing on the same console. But some of us have a different exclusive DLC, yeah. while other people have an exclusive DLC, like... Like, um, it's Call of Duty, right? Where what? Call of Duty Black Ops 3, where PS4 has, like, a, like an extra map. When it first dropped, it had a, an additional map. I think it had an extra two maps for six months. Yeah, and then six least. months. I think that's what's going to end up being the mid-ground, is that they're going to be like, all right, we'll all put it out, but let's just say we'll take Borderlands. Like, we'll all put out Borderlands on, on everything. But let's just say if you buy from the Epic Gear store, you get this gun, this gun that you can't get, you can't unlock in any other version until like six months and then we'll put it in as like a free DLC patch. But how does that, that affects esports as well though, depending, depending on the game. I think, it, yeah, I think, I think, I think if you're, if you're, if you're making a game that's geared towards esports, then obviously you can't really do that. Yeah. Um, they're like, it, it, you know, it's like, but again, like Call of Duty like plays and they, they just use, um, they use the base set maps that were originally supposed to come out. They don't use any of the exclusive shit or yeah. anything like that. So that's what you play on. That's what you train on. Yeah. My coworker made what I thought was a good point, but I saw kind of through what he was saying. He was saying, how is what Epic, what Epic Game Store is doing any different from what Microsoft and Sony do when you have exclusives to a console? Yeah. The thing with that is, is those aren't meant to pull people away from an Xbox or PS4. It's, and that was a jump cut because there's a loud ass truck driving by. What was I talking about? Oh, the the difference between um, console 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 exclusives and the market uh, exclusive, right? So yeah, they're both meant to. <clears throat> right now, with exclusives in a digital platform, is you have one person on one console, a PC. You're pulling people away from one platform to buy your uh, game, but then it's going to come out on a different. It's going to come out on a different platform a few months later. So it's not really it's a it's a limited it's a time limited exclusive. Mm. Whereas on a console, those are life exclusive. Those are franchise exclusives, where it's an agreement between the person making the device that you're playing it on, and the actual developers. Because I don't I don't think it comes down to, to the um, the publisher, but if I'm wrong, somebody can correct me. Mm. And you somebody can, will. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the developers and the people that make the console. And again, those are those are lifetime franchises. So it's not like, oh damn, like I'll like I'll never get it. Well, I have to wait eight months to play this or blah blah blah. You can literally buy the game or go to someone's house who has that console and play it. Yeah, it's not as fun. You want to be able to sit in the own comfort of your home and play it. But you're not. 
you're not missing out for an extended time when something is trendy. You can go back and play it. Or you wait 10 years and then it goes on other and it goes on future consoles. Yeah. Looking at you, Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 9 and Final Fantasy 10, Final Fantasy 10 2 being on the Switch all of a sudden it's been fucking 10 years. Looking at you, Resident Evil and Capcom. <laughs> Does, but doesn't Square Enix do that with a lot of their games where they go They do. They, like, re-release them on, like, con- they, they've been doing that more that, like, now future consoles have been coming out and, yeah. like, they re-release them. Um, but, yeah. But I, I, the biggest thing with the consoles is just that those, they've, they've always been a thing. And at first, yeah, it might have been looked at as the same, like, well, that's not fair. Now I have to go buy both consoles and I don't, I can't afford that. But again, those are meant to drive the sell of the console and not necessarily pull someone away. Yep. And the thing with it is, is you fall in love with those franchises that are exclusive and you're like, this is why I want to continue to buy this console yeah. because I love this franchise. And then when you experience another one and you do have the money to buy another console, you can be like, okay, now I can play these. Or, hey, my friend has this game. I can go over to their house and watch them play or I can play with them. I don't necessarily have to wait eight months, miss the trend, and then, uh, you know, be like, okay, now I'm going to buy it. Now, it's on you, kind of, if you missed the trend because you didn't want to buy from Epic Store. But if that's not your preferred place to shop, then you don't want to shop there. It's like, if there's something that I want and it's not at Walmart and it's on Amazon, but I know that I hate Amazon and, like, my experiences with Amazon have been terrible. Do I just bite the bullet and be like, well, I need to get this thing or I want this thing. Do I just suck it up and order from Amazon, even though my experience might be shit? Hmm. Or do I, do I wait for it to come to Walmart or do I try to find it elsewhere? And that that's my biggest thing with the console thing is, is again, those are lifetime exclusives for the most part. And that you don't when you miss out, you miss out on an entire experience versus you miss out on a trend. Yeah, and I and again, I uh, to and to wrap all that up, I think that this exclusive bullshit is going to be very temporary. People are going to start losing a lot of money. I just hope that it's sooner than later that they realize they're going to lose money, and figure out some fucking middle ground where it's like, all right, we can sell shit and not have it it hurting our revenue and have fucking misleading information. Yeah, because that's all it's going to fucking lead to. Yep. You got any last input on it? No, just. This is probably going to blow up in their face, and they'll realize their mistake. Blow up in whose face? Epic? Yes. I don't think it'll blow up in their face. Again, I think it'll just come... I think it'll just cause people to be like, we need exclusive, we need exclusive, we need exclusive. So yeah, it could blow up in their face, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like... I, th- I think if they notice it early enough, they, it'll be prevented, but it also, has, it also comes down to not only Epic, but Steam, Discord, any place that's selling games. Yeah. To be like, hey... Like what you're doing isn't right. You're fucking up everyone's pockets, and we gotta figure. Yeah, we gotta figure something out because we're not just gonna like let you fucking monopolize with trying to get an exclusive for every game, and then everyone else is missing out. And now the only trend. And again, this is something to get people talking about Epic Games Mm. because again, we're talking about it. The articles about it. That's all it is. It's driving. It's just to be like, hey, we're here. We're here. Borderlands Three. You should fucking buy it. Okay, thanks. That's really what it's about. Oh, I thought you were like promoting and saying like, yeah, buy it on Epic. Mm. No. Mm. I, I, okay, yeah, I'm with you. I think it'll it'll blow up, but I just hope that it, hope they figure out yeah. the solution yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, before no. it gets too soon and just look at how it affected Spotify, Apple, right. and Tidal when they kept 
having back and forth on you can get this album here but you can't get it anywhere else and it's like I don't, I don't really want Apple Music or mm. I don't really want Spotify Premium but I gotta do it because everyone's talking about this shit on Instagram and Twitter so mm. we shall see I guess this can be brief Liquipedia mm. finally has Apex Legends Wiki and Alpha um, <laughs> that, that wasn't a brief like oh I, I don't want to talk about Apex Legends it's more of like all it does is kind of establish like there's they're starting to be footing for grassroots in Apex Legends. Yeah. Which is a good sign. Um, I would like to see where it leads. I don't know how most of these people's stats are going to come up on. Again, it's an alpha at the moment, so I don't know where these stats are being pulled from necessarily. Right, right, right. Um, because there's no like open division things for you to professionally stat track and stuff. There's no professional stat trackers. Yeah, and my thing is, is like... Of tournaments that may occur, which ones are you? Are you only using the ones that are listed f- on Liquipedia? Are they are official? You... Are they not official? Oh, definitely not official. It's all grassroots stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, the thing is, it's like, what if there's a tournament here, but it's not listed on Liquipedia, but someone's page is using stats and whatnot from a tournament that's not listed on Liquipedia? Then it's like, wait, this isn't adding up. Again, it's an alpha. I'm glad to see that it it finally has one. Um, I just hope to see a little bit more established grassroots. But also to mention that one of the developers actually was doing some type of video thing. I think someone tweeted and asked a question and said, hey, when are we going to see something in something in competitive aspect for Apex Legends? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Like, that might be a plan in the future, but I'm not sure yet. And then everyone took that as a so... Y'all said y'all were gonna do stuff for competitive, but now you're saying you don't know if you're gonna do stuff for competitive. You're all fucking. Lying. Or you have no <laughs> I think I think it was literally a bluff. It was just to say, look, every game has a uh, every every BR game right now has some type of competitive scene. Not to say like we made this game for competitive, but we're probably gonna do something in the realm of competitive <laughs> gaming just because we want to make that I, dollar. I think it's the it, I think it's the I think they tried to use it as a hook. Yeah. It's like when you're dating somebody and they're like, we can't be together right now. And it's like, oh, does that mean? Does that? It's the same thing, I think. Yeah, giving someone hope. We don't got a competitive scene right now. Yeah. But people were kind of like, yo, what the fuck, man? Y'all said y'all were going to do this. And now you're saying you're not. And it's like. But then they're going to probably be like, hey, we said maybe. Yeah. And maybe you'll have to keep playing. And giving us money. You might have to buy another battle pass and have access to Winky our competitive Winky face. <laughs> yeah. But. All right. So, I really want to talk about this. I want to talk about this topic so much. Because <laughs> I can't feel my face. Oh, my. When God. I'm with you. <laughs> I hate you. Some some of these days, I just. <laughs> why, why is he a host with me? So, so let's give us, let's give the people some background real quick before they can't feel their face either the weekend has invested into his hometown esports the motherfucking star boy that's a song by him if you guys didn't get that part i was thinking like one of these teams are gonna fucking use that as reference and something mm. and they're either gonna come out with star jackets you know the star boy jacket he yeah, had. yeah 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 it's gonna oh god i'm not looking forward to this anyway the weekend has invested into over over active and what the fuck Overactive media. Why did Mm -hmm. I want to say overactive intermedia or something? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with me? He invested into overactive media. For those of you who don't know, that's the parent company of Splice and Toronto Defiant. Mm. 
So essentially, he invested into Toronto, Toronto Defiant. Defiant. <laughs> Plain and simple, because he's from Toronto. Yeah. The Spice was just a little bonus. Yeah. Henry. Hank. <sighs> sir. Young Chipotle. Hey, what's up? <laughs> give me your insight on the weekend investing into his hometown Overwatch team. Okay, essentially. so... Okay. So we've talked about many different people. We've talked about Drake. We've talked about Meek Mill. Um, shit, we've talked about Snoop Dogg. Um, and I feel like this is going to be the trend. I think this is just a trend of what's popular right now. And I feel like the weekend just being like, somebody was just like, Hey, like I heard you want to invest in like esports, Right. And he was just like, I don't know. Sure. Whatever. And they're like, you know, your hometown Toronto, they have a team overwatch league, Toronto defiant. You want to do that? And he was just like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. And then he did it. And then he took some fucking photos, holding a fucking game pad and being like, <laughs> like, does he really fucking care? No, he just wanted to be like, he wanted a piece of the pie of the hype beast train pie. Hype beast train? No. Of like the, the fucking hype train. He wanted to be a part of the hype train, just like everybody else has been doing it. And I don't think it's any, I don't think he's, try, I don't think he's really going to be like, oh, I'm invested in gaming. I'm invested in Overwatch. I'm a yeah. fucking Mercy main or fucking whatever. I think he was just trying to jump on a train. And that's what, and, and again, that's great and all, for the moment, I think getting a boost in money and stuff like that is cool in the moment. I think I think in the moment, that's great. I think like it adds the funds, it adds a little bit of hype, it adds a little bit of more interest and stuff like that. But in the long run, no, it's not. I, I personally don't think it's not. I think when you have all these people like, can you remember who invested in Overwatch League teams last season? Sort of. Are you talking about, are you talking about the owners or people? Just investors. Not the people. A, l- a little bit. A little bit. Like, you, you it's like, uh, oh, you yeah. look it up every once oh, in a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, Serena Williams invests in San Francisco Shock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go, Shaquille O'Neal, like, yeah. NRG, but... Uh, like, it's all low-key. Yeah. And it's just like, it goes away. Like, all these people keep thinking, like, oh, if I invest now, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna get a really good return. No, you're not. You're really not. You will, but maybe not right now. Yeah. You're not gonna get these, like instantaneous like like i don't know why you guys are doing this maybe it's just because somebody was like it might be a good move man i don't agree with it and i'm tired of it i think it's two reasons one what my first reason is kind of a joke but i think it does have something to do with it the second one will be the more like okay this is more of the legitimate reason so the first joking reason i think motherfuckers are trying to keep up with drake <laughs> i'm just gonna say it right they could be he invested in a hundred, a hundred thieves, and then invests into the uh, player lounge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Bunch of gaming stuff. Plays, plays uh, Fortnite with Ninja to market his album. Let's get that fucking straight, because people think he was. He did it to market Scorpion, which you probably didn't have to do. But anyway, I think people are trying to keep up with Drake. They bounce that shit like whoa. <laughs> and the fact that well, this this investment is a little bit more smarter because. He's investing into his hometown, which is also Drake's hometown. So now if Drake comes, is like, yo, what's up? I'm trying to invest in Splice in Toronto. They're going to be like, huh? We got the weekend already. Like, And, you know, they had a little squabble, the whole ghostwriting thing, whatever. And people are going to be like, the weekend might come back and be like, yo, why are you trying to like come over here and do... Why are you like, trying to fight with me at Cheesecake? Yeah, you know I like to go there. But like, <laughs> y'all both are from Toronto, so you both like to go there. Jesus, New York, please. <laughs> we're trying to record. Um, So I think, I think a lot of people are 
whether Drake is is the first one to do it or notice it or have anything, not saying that he is the one, right, that, you know, is being an innovator or doing something crazy or outlandish or just, you know, exploring unknown territory. I think because of his name and what comes with his name, people see him doing it and they're like, why is he doing that? I got to get on that. Yeah. The second part I think is more of the reason people should be paying attention is relevancy and advertising. I think the weekend getting a, you know, being a part of um, Overwatch League through that is a way for him to market new music. Um, his clothing. I was gonna say. Um, so, and, and I think about this. Because like, you, this way, you, you will be the first guy who walks into an, a New York Celsius game versus Toronto Defiant with a Starboy jacket with the new uh, the New York jersey, being like, "Hey, I'm here to support both teams." That's gonna be you. <laughs> and tell me, I'm lying. I mean, okay. So I do want to. So if you, I've been thinking about this, and the the idea of you of advertising one advertising new music and in trying to be known as an artist totally makes sense. You know why? Soul Dynasty has a theme song. They have their own walkout song that's done by a uh, by a Korean uh, rapper. Mm. And I feel like people, because they heard that song, now are like, oh shit, let me get into this rapper. And he's gotten more exposure from that. Yeah. So I swear to God, if Toronto Defiant doesn't get a fucking walkout song by the weekend, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I think another another thing with this is, with, I don't know how many people have bought it or and plan on buying it, but the Overwatch League All Access Pass. Imagine if you get some type of weekend bundle where it's like, yo, you buy the uh, the access pass, you get exclusives to weekend unreleased music or album something, you know, piece of merchandise. Oh my god, weekend at the grand finals? He just better know. He bet he just better know who he's performing for. That's all I ask. <laughs> Please inform if he talk to DJ Khaled, be like, hey, listen, man, what did you do? No, wrong? don't talk to him. He's gonna because he doesn't know what he did wrong. He just went out and see. This is the thing. DJ Khaled didn't do anything wrong. He went out, showed out, and performed. He was himself. The people who put that together (laughs) did not inform him, yo, you're going to go out there? Some of the people might not know who you are or your music. They just saw you on Snapchat talking about the keys. And then those people were like, who the fuck is this guy on the stage? This ain't Overwatch. Why is he moving his feet like that? I've never seen that before. Why is he doing this? Why is he so loud and energetic? Let's meme him for the rest of time. <laughs> exactly. Now, The weekend, I I don't know. Do I want to say that he's more well-known? I feel like in gaming, he's probably more well-known is than he? DJ Khaled. In gaming, I feel like. Is it because he did the, the collabs with Daft Punk? I and feel, a lot of fucking gamers love Daft Punk? I think it's just more of the type of music. Okay. Um, and, and the, like, again, we were just referenced Starboy. That was a really big song mm. and it's very friendly. Not, not, it's very safe. Yeah. DJ Khaled has safe music as well, but him well, having wait, a song with Justin on. Bieber and Quavo probably was not hold as on. big as Starboy. Now, hold on. How is the weekend safe when he has a whole song about orgasms? Do half the people that are listening to that song know that that's about orgasm? I think so. I don't think so. <sighs> Somebody correct Troy's ass, please. Because I don't think a lot of gamers listen to lyrics. I, I don't think... Ex- exactly. They jam to it because they like the whole... But they're not paying attention to what he's saying. All right. It's fine. It's That's why a lot of gamers... Like when, like when some people... I was going to say a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of gamers like K-pop. <laughs> I was about to bring... Do you think some gamers, whether they know Korean or not, 
Do you think that they know what all those songs are about? Probably not. They're just like, oh, this is catchy. I like it. I don't know what they're saying. And I've listened to music where I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but it's catchy. Shout out to Blackpink for playing Coachella day one. Real quick, did you see that the showers caught on fire? At Coachella? Yeah. What? Yeah. Apparently the showers blew up and this is not esports related, but it was funny because I was reading it before we started recording. But yeah, apparently like sometime early this morning or last night, the showers caught on fire and like people are like, yo, we got to get out of here. And people are like, it's a real fire festival. Those people are assholes. <laughs> Those people are assholes. You cannot, just because something caught on fire at Coachella, you can't call it fire festival. So since we kind of talked about Overwatch League, uh, I guess we can go into like our topics about Overwatch League. Yeah. You um, want to talk about some player moves? I'm yeah. Not- I actually want to talk about Toronto Defiant. Uh, do you know about I'm I'm 37? Nope. So I'm 37 is either 19 or 20 year old. He's a he's a and he has has a record. He has gone in under 30 days. I believe it's like 22 days from open league to contenders. Wait, is this the guy who like came out of nowhere and just was like, "Yo, I'm pro now." What up? Exactly. Okay, I, I, I'm 37 I in a mere. I think it was like 22 days. Went from open league, which is like you get together, you play on games and shit like that, and then maybe like you get scouted by a contenders team, to a contenders team. He played, I think, one or two games for contenders, and then he got signed by Toronto Defiant, and now he's playing as a sub, and he is playing in games. He's not just sitting on the bench. Uh, he is playing for Toronto Defiant. If that is the most fucking esports fever dream I have ever seen or read, like correct me. It's you know it's like a fucking fever dream. Shout it, out to him though. That's like, that's a hustle. Like if he, he, and there's a little bit of luck, but that's congratulations. Um. So there's a there's a moment when they. And how old did you say he was? I think he's nineteen or twenty. Yeah, that's a fucking dream. That's right. a such a dream. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna play Overwatch. It it's literally when Overwatch League first like they started advertising and it was like that it was like get your name out there, rise yeah. through the rankings, and then fall, start again, re go, blah blah blah. You remember? And it yeah. was like Crusher. They used the guy's name was Crusher, and they mm. were like, get your name up there. And they're like painting the wallpapers and shit. <laughs> it's literally that, except without the wallpaper shit. But it's like he went from open division and and. Do you feel that like you had this me- the meteoric meteoric rise? Like, do you feel like there's gonna be a fall? Do you think he's just gonna be? Oh, do you think he's just gonna go into this name of like, oh, cool, that was a cool. He did that thing. All right, now he's just a player. Or do you think he's gonna be like in the spotlight for 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 a while now? Hmm. Or I, does it depend on how well Toronto Defiant does in the Overwatch League this season? I think it depends on. How he performs, mm-hmm. for one, for sure. I think it depends on how Toronto Defiant performs. And I think it de- depends on how their organization tries to market it. Yeah. What, what he's done, right? Because, I f- again, he's you said he's 19. Um, I don't think he knows or is informed on how to market himself or what he's, his accomplishment that is a, a huge accomplishment. I think he will be known for that for a really long time, if not like consider um, like depending on how he performs, consider a legend within Overwatch for doing that. Um, because again, most people probably aren't going to be able to do that within a month. But I think it really depends on how the team performs. If they underperform, it's immediately going to be his fault. People are going to be like, why did you guys, whether he's a sub or a starter, why did you sign this guy? He's only playing, you know, he just, like, he just was getting, breaking into the scene. He's only playing competitively for a month, blah, blah, blah. Whether they're going to ignore everything else he did before that to from whenever he started, got signed, and then either the downfall. 
Now, yeah. you know, now if they perform really well, they're they're probably gonna try to utilize him and mark him saying, "Well, he's the reason of their success. Yeah, he was able to do this in a month. He carried them through this, got him through phase two, got him to, uh, you know, fi- world finals. He is a legend. Yeah. So I feel like it's gonna play out in two ways. I really don't feel like. I feel like because of the stature of the accomplishment, it's going to be really hard. And it, well, no, I won't say it'll be really hard. It'll be really dumb if it's not marketed in either of those ways. Whether he, because I don't think he should be blamed if they have a downfall. But that's what outlets and media are going to say. He's the reason that they didn't perform, or he is the reason that they did perform. Right. So I feel like it depends on how the team and how he performs will determine. Uh, his legacy status in a sense. Mm. So speaking, uh, so moving on, we have like, um, we have a couple, um, Overwatch League does this weird thing and they did it last season where like between stages one and two, they just sign players, they retire players, people get traded like crazy. Yeah. And it's like stage one is like, oh cool, yeah, you did all right, but we're going to trade you. Yeah. So speaking of which, um, two players uh, actually retired from the league. Effect, who played for the Dallas Fuel, retired uh, finally. Um, if why do you say finally? If you guys remember, Effect played for Dallas Fuel last season, and around the end, mid stage three, stage end of stage three, he had this idea of burnout, and he had like severe depression, severe like stress, anxiety, and like he was like he's like I couldn't sleep. So what he did was for stage four of the league, he left. He went to, back to Korea, and he took like a hiatus. Came back for season two, played and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, but finally, he said uh, he's done. He's tired. He, you know, he did as much as he could, but now he's just um, he was done and he's retiring. Um, and he's probably going to retire to be just a full time streamer. Um, but you said you said two people retired, correct? Yes. So the other person who retired was Defran. Uh, okay. If you guys know Defran, Defran was like a big streamer and everybody was like, oh, we're going to, he, he kind of played for a contenders team, like futzing around. And then he went back to streaming and everybody's like, oh, we love Defran. And then he got signed to Atlanta rain and he played. So Defran retired after playing one seat, one stage of uh, Overwatch League. And essentially he was like, you know, this was fun. Um, I did it for shits and gigs. Uh, that was cool. Uh, oh, Atlanta rain's still going to sponsor on my stream. So I'm still getting some of that money, that Atlanta rain money. That's cool. Um, was All right, he, this was, was fun, bud. <laughs> was was he playing on a team before he assigned to Atlanta? Uh, he had dabbled around in playing like on a contenders team, but only contenders. Yeah, never on an Overwatch League team. That's a little weird. I was. It's I think a bit it, strange to go from contenders to sign to a pro team to then be like, "Hey, I'm going to retire after," because Atlanta's only been around for this season. Yeah, right? so I think it's the idea of um, it, it's kind of like Siegel. When Siegel last season, he did a whole season with Dallas Fuel, and then he was like, "I'm done." Um, I think it's the idea of, and then of course you had XQC um, playing for Dallas View for a little while and then getting suspended and then coming back and then getting suspended and then coming back and then like just being like, fuck it, you're out of the Overwatch League. Yeah. And then him like kind of just dicking, not dicking around, but him like futzing around a little bit with streams and you know, he's got a very popular stream, so he relied on that. And then like now he kind of does, he's a, he's a sub tank for Gladiators Legion, which is Gladiators, LA Gladiators contenders team. Um, I think it's the idea of like streamers who cr- transition over into pro the pro scene. Them just, I I think it's the idea of them not liking the lifestyle. I think it's a, definitely a change of a lifestyle compared to you being a streamer versus being a pro a pro player. Yeah, I think definitely being a streamer is the idea about essentially using it for entertainment and having fun and making money while having fun. 
well, being a pro player is all about performance-based stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what ended up happening with DeFran. I think that's what happened with Seagull last season um, when he was just like, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to go back to being a streamer. It's more consistent. I think it's more so the idea of like, it's like consistently getting revenue, getting viewership, and yeah. it's like a different type of lifestyle. And I think when streamers try to enter that protein, I definitely think that it's... Well, they lo- they uh, they essentially lose almost like their pers- if they have a personality, what can be a moneymaker for them because right now esports is not really personality driven. Yeah. It's about, it's more so statistical player stuff, yeah. which is essentially how real sports is where it's like, you know, that guy's name, but you don't know, like, you don't know if he's like, he, you know, he doesn't do, he just does like, it's like, yeah, you get the contract. Oh, you went out clubbing and like got shot or blah, blah, blah or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think there's a balance. I think you do have to have personalities kind of like with what we're saying with the 2K league thing. You have to have personalities. You have to have something that people, that's going to, engage people and make them want to watch for something even if it's like it's like some people like a lot of people say with nascar people don't watch nascar for the races they watch it to wait and see a car crash they want to see something that they're not used to seeing yeah so i feel like when you take away that personality and these people who come from streams to being pro players or players who then or people who become pro players and then see a lifestyle in streaming they kind of want that so i can kind of understand why uh people would want to step away and be like, hey, I kind of want to do my own thing, maybe with the assistance or without the assistance of an organization within yeah. the competitive yeah. scene. Yeah. So and uh, yeah. So I think it's it's the idea of like when you leave when you leave for the pro scene, you give up a lot of that. You yeah. give up and you give up you give up your Twitch account essentially because they it's like oh you so you want me to do streaming and pro, go to practice and do this and do that and do, and yeah. I think it also locks you into a game and I think it can make you sick of a game. I yeah. think if you're constantly practicing for one game, then you go and stream it. You're like sick of it. So, you're you you call yourself Young Chipotle? Do. How do you feel about Chipotle investing in the esports? You could we we could potentially get a Chipotle sponsorship. You already call yourself Young Chipotle. You need to get on this, man. Get us free Chipotle I for call, life. I call myself Young Chipotle as a joke, and now suddenly, now that Chipotle's uh, investing, uh, bring, up the, bring up the article. Oh, no. I can't. They're essentially... Um, so, so Chipotle is planning to sponsor ESL and DreamHack events, which could potentially... Holy shit. If I go to DreamHack and there's fucking Chipotle, I'm eating so much Chipotle the entire weekend of DreamHack. See, my only issue with this is, is right. I don't even eat the chips anymore. They got keto bowls. I love them. When you go to basketball games, they drop burritos from the rafters on parachutes. What? At basketball games, they drop burritos. Chipotle. Yes. The thing is, you don't know what's in the burrito. This, this is kind of that. This kind of all talk. They drop burritos from the rafters. So, and food at. Events are expensive, right? Yeah. So can you imagine having Chipotle that's probably sat out all day on top of paying maybe, what, $12 for something that's 7 or 8 bucks? I don't... With them sponsoring the tournament, I think it's just more of the advertisement stuff. It's a lot. It's, it's just a fuck ton of advertisement. But... So we're again, not going to get Chipotle at ESL and DreamHack? Well, that depends. That's on you. Is young Chipotle going to step up to his <laughs> calling and get the people what they want? That's on young fucking Chipotle. You know what's fucked up, though? You want to hear something really fucked up? Uh, I had Cadoba this week. 
right. No, you know what? You're not calling yourself Young Cadoba. I had a, I had a, what, what, I had a salad bowl from Cadoba. Young Cadoba. What do you think about Chipotle getting into this? Do you do you do you think it's gonna boost okay. up their food? So I think it sales? makes sense. I think it's it's the same way of how Toyo not Toyo. It's how Coca Cola invests in the Overwatch League. And I don't think it's going to be really just like, oh, we're selling burritos or whatever. You're going to see like fucking the banner like on ESL, the electronic banners when you're at the mm-hmm. events. And it's going to be like Chipotle or like it's going to be like whatever the fuck Chipotle's goddamn catchphrase is. Do they even have one? I don't know. But you're going to see the electronic thing. It's going to be like eat Chipotle. And then it's going to be like and then everyone's going to be like, hey, you want to get Chipotle after this? That's what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be any like thing big. I mean, I think if if they really get deep enough in it, I think eventually you're going to get like the, hey, like, let's look at the Chipotle brings you the map pool for the games today. Like, here it is. Or like, or like map pool presented by Chipotle. Yeah, I think that's what you're going to get. I don't think you're going to get like, oh, cheers, some burritos from Chipotle. I think you're just that's it's just it's just a as you said, it's just for advertising. And I think it's just going to be more like, hey, buy our burritos. Okay, that's it. When do you think Korean barbecue places are going to do this? Holy shit. That's kind of... They need to just sponsor Okay, so team. you know how New York Excelsior is like... Uh, and all the teams in the Overwatch League are doing like localization and finding stadiums? Yeah. Yo. Miss Korea... Miss Korea becoming the official sponsor of New York Excelsior. They got like the little Miss Korea logo on their fucking sleeve and shit. Amen. Amen. That's an ex- Miss Korea. If someone from Miss Korea listens to this, and then like, and then like a year down the road, I see it in a New York Excelsior jersey with a Miss Korea logo. I'm coming for your ass. Put it on yours. Just, hey man, is that a is that an exclusive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Miss Korea X uh, New York Excelsior jersey. I with with Chipotle entering it, I think again it's very simplified. It's nothing too deep. People were probably already eating Chipotle by going to events because it's probably one of the cheaper things you can Honestly, eat at events. Honestly, if, if you ever thought about it, there's like a lot of like events and concerts and stuff that you go to. And there's usually like a Chipotle because usually Chipotle likes to put their restaurants near like event places. Like yeah. the Prudential Center in New Jersey has like a Chipotle around the corner. Yeah. Um, we're in fucking New York City. There's like eight Chipotles. There's like a Chipotle right by um, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um, so I think they they also have always done that. So I think for them to add their name to like all these events. So when you do go to like Barclays Center or you do go to like Madison Square Garden for your gaming events or something like that, like it's nearby already. So it's like, hey, hey, that advertisement for Chipotle looked good. Oh, wait, isn't there a Chipotle on 33rd Street? Yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah, it's on Harold Square. And there you are. Sweet Green. Sorry, that was kind of <laughs> Jesus. It just aggressively goes Sweet Green. Sweet Green. Got to fucking step it up in D.C., bro. Got to either sign the uh, the Wizards gaming for for uh, or district gaming for um That's not NBA or I can the see Washington Mc- Justice. I, I can see McDonald's. No, we need Sweet Green. We need something local, local. I have a, we have Sweet Green here. All right, well, listen, motherfucker. It started local to DC. <laughs> All you other motherfuckers, New York. This and LA, isn't a reason why you, take this everything. Is, this yeah. isn't a reason why you should say that that DC is the is a better city than I, New York. I, I so let's said, not do this. I never said that. Those let's not do this. Let's let's be let's be real. Let's, hey, remember, guess what? Guess who played this past week? New York Excelsior versus Washington Justice. Guess who won 4-0? Just guess. Just guess. It's New York Excelsior. Yeah, right. You didn't let me guess, but anyway. <laughs> let's move on to um the Rockets selling a majority of their stake of uh Clutch Gaming, which is um mainly uh League of Legends. Sold it to the 76ers and uh Dignitas. 
I don't know how I feel about that because I'm not I'm not too I'm not too big into the the League of Legends scene. Um, but I just I also feel like I feel like they kind of did that because they're like I don't know what the fuck we're doing with this. <laughs> like I I think that's how every esports related meeting starts when it comes to investing stuff. Hey. Yo, I don't know what we're actually <laughs> selling, but um, let's just throw like fifty mil at it and see what happens. Hey Tony, I don't like this shit. I, we we put like fifty million into this shit. You want it? Yeah, sure, whatever. I feel like that's literally because I feel like the rock rockets were just like. Yeah, um, so we have, like, all these stakes in, like, this game, League of Legends, but I don't actually know what we're doing with it. Does anybody really want it? So the weird thing about it going to who it went to... The weird thing about (laughs) it, about who it went to, is it went to Dignitas, which, if I'm not mistaken, the League team got relegated... Or I think they couldn't before. I'm not gonna say they couldn't afford. They didn't buy. They didn't have a successful buy-in into, uh, like their franchise system. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's being sold to them for essentially like the price that they bought. Well, no, I don't think League was twenty million. But they're, they're. It's just weird to see Dignitas like stepping back in. Because I, I feel like this 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 had to be a conversation for a while. Yeah. A while. Like, because because Dig is is an established org and they were in league before, so it's like the Rockets come in. It's like let's buy a, a spot in League of Legends. It's gonna be fruitful for us. Look, let's do it. Right, right. right. And I, like you said, I feel like after a couple of years, they're probably like, we're not really seeing that much revenue, and we still don't know what this is or who we're marketing to. We know basketball. What the fuck is a League of Legends? Should we just like not do this? Now they didn't get uh, rid of all their shares. What the fuck is a League of Legends? It's probably what someone asked the day they had the meeting, but they didn't get rid of all their shares. They only got a um, they're they're selling a port a majority of their stake to them, so they're still gonna have. I think, yeah, but I think it's going to be like, we, I, I honestly, I do believe it. It was an idea of like, we have no idea what we're doing with this. I feel like maybe we just wasted some money. Let's just kind of bounce on some of this shit. Let's bounce that shit like, whoa. Yeah, I think, I think someone went to cheesecake, cheesecake and didn't enjoy their experience. And, you know, they got into a fight. Yeah. And someone in a camera was like, you know what? I'm not coming here anymore. Let's go to Disney. They got, they got rid of their, uh, Cheesecake steaks. Somebody's gonna get this reference to the song that we've make that we've been making this entire episode. I really hope so. Um, let's close out with uh this variety article. Real world battlefield. Alright. Did you see this? Oh god. Alright, let me let me let me brief brief you and the, the listeners in. I'm gonna I'm gonna just alright, you go. And then I'm gonna tell you. All this is is a fucking camping field trip. It's like a three day event, fifteen I think it's like fifteen hours or twelve hours. Pretty much from crack crack of the sun coming up to the crack of the sun going down. It's real life VR. I'm hoping it's like paintballs or something because I don't want to see people actually dying. It's fucking weird. But someone's buying a private island to essentially just make VR a real life thing. My thing is, why don't you just go gather your friends and be like, yo, well, you might not know 100 people. Well, not you, but people might not know 100 people. Be like, yo, let's go play paintball. And the thing is, like, there's a time frame. Mm. 
So it's like, yo, I can't be hit or killed or whatever, like, overnight. So you're essentially camping. But it's like, okay. if you're going to do BR, just just Here's do, thing. like, the movie and just make it no holds barred. Well, without actually killing people. Okay, so here's the thing. This exists already. There are many airsoft fields all across the nation. As an avid airsoft player myself, there are many fields that do battle royale games. They use their own stock of guns. They say players show up at 8 a.m. and will hide guns, whatever, and you play a BR-style game with airsoft guns. And you play, there's a winner, everyone goes home. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You don't need a whole fucking private island to do this. I'm sorry, this is ridiculous and stupid. Just go to an airsoft field and play with your friends. Or there's many airsoft fields out there that you can find one. Even though we, even though it's New York City, you could take the fucking 45-minute drive out to Long Island and find an airsoft field that does a Battle Royale-style game. Or you could drive down to fucking New Jersey. You could drive to Pennsylvania. You can drive anywhere in the East Coast that are doing Battle-style games. California, the West Coast, you have Hollywood Sports Park. Um, you have uh, GamePod Combat Zone. Like do They're you, all over the place. But you do don't you think, need an island. Do you think the fact that it's centralized on an island that that's the appeal of like the real br experience like oh this whole island is like there's no limits like i can just no because i've been to i've been to mil- military simulation events through airsoft like you know there's third coast there's there's milsom west there's like um there's american milsom and all those things are just as realistic it's two days you know you play for 12 hours you fucking there's medics rules there's people getting down you're fucking bandaging up some dude's arm in simulation that they just got shot in the fucking face um do you think this island is going to be the firefly festival i think <laughs> i think if people are going to show up to this island they're going to be like um so we spent all the money on the island um good luck he- here's some nerf guns that's it yeah, I'm 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 interested to see it, but I I wasn't familiar with uh, a lot of stuff in the airsoft, but I just knew like this wasn't a completely original idea. I got really heated just now for some reason. I can tell, but like I could tell this wasn't a, an original idea. It was like a, yo, the shit is trendy right now. We should just buy up an island, and it's like, yo, you right? Remember that island that they try to do for the fire festival? I think it's on sale. <laughs> you should uh, like it's like the people who did this. Like, why didn't you just YouTube? Real life battle royale. You would have just got a bunch of hey, maybe paintball videos and mostly airsoft videos of fields doing this over like a twelve hour day. And then guess what? The players don't have to fucking camp there. They can go home. Yeah. They get in their cars. They wipe up their boots. They go home. I will say though, if if this is successful and far as them purchasing the island and getting people to want to spend, what will probably cost them probably like three thousand dollars just to pay for expenses to get to the island, whatever yeah. their fight and whatever. If they don't live stream this somehow, it's already a bust. Yeah. If you don't, if no one dies, then no, I'm just kidding. Well, I won't say that, but if there's not body cams on people and Twitch stream and mixer streams and all this other stuff and people don't have access to it, the you know, at like almost 24 seven, it's a bust. This is essential get- like survivor. Or is it going to be like fucking Mortal Kombat where it's like you only get invited to the island. No one knows what goes down. No, it won't sell. Are they trying to sell it though? 100%. They just bought a private island. They're trying to make their money back. What's the best way to make your money back? Monetize everything. Put it on Twitch. Monetize Have Chipotle everything. sponsor it. Exact, the, the, the exclusivity thing of it will not work. Yeah. At least right now. Yeah. Because no one knows. They're not... There, it's has it's you know it's mucky waters. Not sure how it's gonna work. Yeah. If it's successful, then you could put, put like 
Don't go to them. We also, have an if you want, island. if you wanted to be low key, you wouldn't like make it known that you fucking purchased a private island. Yeah. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't like, if it wasn't low key or anything like that, no one would know about it, and people would actually be getting fucking murked on an island in the Caribbean somewhere. That's it. Yeah. So, close it out. You're not going to uh, the private island to play real world BR. For some you're reason, like airsoft. For some reason, I thought you were going to say you're not going to Chipotle, huh? I mean, to Coachella. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I don't want to go up where any place where showers are exploding. No, I will not be going to this real world battle royale. Okay. So. I guess you're just going to use your $3,000 and go to Chipotle then. Yep. And Overwatch League tournament or yep. venues. Yes. Okay. Well, on that note, guys, we are going to head out into the noisy city of New York because apparently they love making noise while we fucking record. Uh, on top of that, Wednesday, be on the lookout for our episode with Rob Leonix Lee um, that we did an interview with him at PAX East. And on Friday... We will be releasing our episode that we did with uh, Hey Dmart, David Martinez from Raw Fury. We have some game codes from David that we're going to be giving out. I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to give those out just yet, but make sure you follow our Twitter at TillGGDoHisPart. Actually, you know what? Tell us good gaming stories. Huh? Yeah. Like, oh. You know what? If you guys tweet at the Till Good Game Do His Part Twitter... Just like, you know, and, you know, just some fucked up, not fucked up, but just some funny stories about gaming and, like, your experience in gaming. Hey, maybe you win a game code. And if you and if you don't do that, then we're probably just going to have a random giveaway. That, too. But make sure you guys check that out. Again, Leonix episode uh, will be when, this coming Wednesday, and Hey DMart will be on Friday. Best of luck with getting the uh, giveaway codes. Again, you can find us at... Uh, Till Good Game Do Us Part, or excuse me, Till GG Do Us Part on Twitter and on Facebook. And um, we love you. Thank you for listening. I respect you as a person and individual. And you loyal. Bye, guys.